My first question is a lot of we've heard about vertical integration within brand owner companies, manufacturing companies, Mm -hmm. and over and over again, it kind of like cycles to where, no, no, we need to focus on our core strengths. And that's not our core strength. Mm -hmm. How do you address that concern? That's a great question because it's exactly what we hear. And my answer would be the executives in the organization need to really think about what is their core strength. If they believe their core strength is the process by which they make things, Mm -hmm. that's not a sustainable core advantage. Most people, if they start going down that path, they'll discover, wait a minute, our core strength is solving problems with our customers. That's our core strength. We solve problems and then we affect that solution by producing them for the customer. So I would argue that every business is in the customer satisfaction business and customers need to move faster and faster and faster and faster. And so you need to be in the business that solves customer problems on the front end. This is why I talked, my whole presentation was about you need to own your own IP. Yep. Don't rely on somebody to create IP and then give you a commodity order. Right. You need to be on the other end of that and say, I need to figure out how to do my IP. I loved what you said about iterations and about being able to customize things that I think is kind of the secret sauce Mm -hmm. for additive manufacturing, but that's just my opinion. Okay, my next question then is you talk about moving from capital to competency. Yes. Again, um, I really loved the thought of that. So what budget then? I'm not asking at this time for you to have any budget of money. What I'm asking is that you budget your time. If you are the owner or in the C-suite, you need to be creating white space for yourself where you can be thinking about what does a future world look like and how do we fit in it? Because so many owners, especially small manufacturing owners, they get so mired in the minutia of the day-to-day trying to get product out the door. There's always 42 customer problems and I can solve 10 a day. And it's like, how do I ever get on top of this? You say, well, you got to figure out a way. You got to trust people. You got to let some things go. You got to fire some customers, whatever it takes. Because if you're not paying attention to how am I strategizing over what do I need to do to move from capital to competencies. And what what that means is move from the back of the plant, which is all the production machinery, which is the capital, very expensive to do that, to what are we really good at? And what I hope the answer is we're really good at solving customer problems because that's what every business is in. Okay. Most of them don't think that. They think, oh, my real, I have all these assets, Tom, and my core competency is making sure those are Six Sigma and leaned out and working. And I say, I don't give a damn about any of that because it's all going away. Right. Right. You are going to unless you can rise up and become that commodity winner, you are going to be commoditized. Right. And what you need to do is move up the channel and say, hey, I can be in the design business with the hospital, with the food market, with the whatever, whoever, like in this example, whoever needs packaging. I'm going to sit right alongside you and say, hey, we're going to help you design this packaging right up front. And because that IP, I want to own it because that's what creates value for my business. That's what people will purchase. They won't purchase the machines. Yes. The speed of innovation for the future is absolutely a little scary. I have to be honest with you, though, Tom. So you have talked um, several times about scale where we're not there yet. You gave the four points of how to get there. You didn't really do a lot on when. Yes, right. Yes. The, The reason for that is I don't have a crystal ball, same as anybody. 
all of these decisions need to be made at the intimate level of the business owner, right? They need to decide when do I need to change and how do I need to change it? What I can do is say, this is the world as I see it. This is the pace that I see in all these different technologies. If you're not fearful of that, so be it. Keep running your business. Sleep at night. Mm -hmm. If you're fearful about that, then let's figure out how do I change? Because if you want to have a long, a longevity in your business, what, what happens is most of the people that say, I don't want to change, they're in their late 50s or early 60s. And they say, Tom, I've mortgaged my house twice in my life trying to get this business to work. I finally got it all paid off. I got a little retirement nest egg. When it turns unprofitable, I'm going to close it. A lot of them say that. I, I would say probably 60% of people I talk to say, well, when I turn unprofitable, I'm just going to close the doors. That's a terrible outcome for society and a community because that manufacturer, no one's going to come and restart it. That, 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 those orders get absorbed into the market all over the world. Mm -hmm. What we're trying to do at Automation Alley is say, I want more owners to say, I am fearful of that and I want to change and I want to be the winner in this transition. And it is scary. Okay, Tom, I'm plain devil's advocate yeah. here. I have to say that I think maybe an area to look at are the new entrepreneurs entering that don't have all that baggage of previous manufacturing yeah. and start yeah. with... I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. How exciting so, that would yes, be. Yes, I don't disagree with you at all. So remember, my job is to create competitive advantage for the state of Michigan and manufacturers within it. Okay. And I'd like to help everybody else too, because I believe in manufacturing. Mm -hmm. If you say, I'm going to leave it to those whiz-bang tech startup kids, Michigan is not known for whiz-bang tech startup. I don't want it all to go to Boston and California, sure. right? See what I mean? Yes, I do. And, and okay. by the way, everybody, that's what is happening. It's already a fait accompli. Okay. All the 3D printer whiz-bang stuff, is uh, in California or Boston or Europe or okay. China, right? right? It's not in Michigan. It's not okay. in Minnesota. And we have to change that. Yes. Okay. See what I mean? We have to tell them about how our beautiful beaches in Southwest Michigan. <laughs> That's what we have to do. That's what we need to yes. do. Yeah. Okay. So um, two more questions yep. for you. The uh, situation with machinery manufacturers and uh, brand owners printing their own parts mm -hmm. brings up the question of machinery warranty. Yes, right. So how do you address that? I know the situation that you explained, the um, example that you gave in your presentation was after the machine had already passed its right, warranty right. Um, right. time. So how do you address so, that? Here's what I would do. If I was the machinery owner yes. and, and it doesn't matter if the machine's in warranty or out of warranty, what I'd be working on is how do I design parts that can be additively printed out in the field that I can authorize and warranty? Because remember the guy from, from the vodka, he didn't want to print his own parts. He didn't have an option. The lead time was too long. He was forced into it. He would have been just as happy to buy the design online and print it to his printer. And he would have paid dearly for it. He could make it himself for six bucks of material. He probably would have spent 60 bucks if he could have got it overnight or right. two days. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if you're a machine guy going up, the only part you can get is the one I make and I ship out. If we turn it on its end and say, I don't care about the part. What I want is the money. Remember, at the end of the day, the only reason I'm in manufacturing at all is to make money. So I don't need to make the part. I'd rather push a button, send the drawing to them. Now, this gets back to the problem of how do I protect my IP? We're still working on that. But I can't wait for that to be solved to then go down that path because right. pirated parts are going to rush into the market and be like, oh, we can do that. We can do that. It's going to be a noise. And, yep. and you as the manufacturer will say, 
I'm not ready to offer any parts on the web to be warrantied by us because it's going to take us five years now to arc there. Right. And you're going to lose all of that. And people are going to say, I don't care. I need to get there. So you see what I'm saying? Yes. You should be in the business of, remember, you're in the business to solve customer problems. That customer saying, I need a part and I need it now and I can print it myself. Great. How do I help you do that? How yep. do I help you do that? Maybe it's yep. as simple as you sign a form that says you're going to get this part and you get to you get to make one part of that and you agree not to pirate it and I can sue you if you do. I don't know. Because most of these guys, they're not going to be your competitor anyway. Right. I don't know how busy Michigan is with packaging machinery manufacturers. There's got to be some here There's in Michigan. There's some. But I, I don't hear a lot either. Okay. You're right. But Tom, just in general, I, I don't know how much manufacturing from a packaging point of view you, you see, but um, are there any packaging machinery manufacturers who are redesigning their machines because of additive manufacturing? Do you know of any? No, I, unfortunately, I, I, that's, I have no insight on that question. Okay. So you can All get right. a bonus question if you want, but I have okay. nothing, I have All nothing right. about I will, that I one. will take the bonus question then. <laughs> oh, my bad. Oh, I see. Now this is going to be the zinger. <laughs> this is the one that kills me. She puts it big print. No, no, no. Okay. The well, last you're, one. <laughs> you're, the one, you're the one who likes to look ahead. Uh-huh. So what I see looking ahead don't even know like how many hundreds of years down the road. Uh -huh. Similar to, you know, the replicator for on Star Trek, where right. consumers are making their own products, uh -huh. similar to how you're saying manufacturers could make their own parts yeah. for whatever they need, um, whatever yeah. manufacturers could make it and then sell it. Do you see that as yes. a logical progression? Absolutely. Okay. Excellent. Absolutely. Because okay. again, if you think about the business that you're in. So Vitamix wants to sell blenders and Vitamix may still make all their blenders in China and ship them over, but that little stick gets broken all the time. I want to empower a customer say, hey, you need that stick? Push a, Go to our website, push a button, print it on your little home printer in plastic because it's all it is, a little piece of plastic mm -hmm. and it costs you 20 bucks and it, it was, you know, 20, they didn't even buy the plastic, the, the manufacturer Vitamix. They made 20 bucks of free money like Google size margins. Yep. And who who lost in that equation, right? Who nobody. Everybody's happy in that scenario. Yes. And that's what these companies. So keep making your products in China, but empower your customers to serve themselves, and everybody would be better off. And just like you used to have to go to a Kinkos or a FedEx to do four color bleeds, and now you do it at home because everybody's printer has color. Yep. Eventually, everyone will have a 3D printer. Yep. And when you need a new screwdriver. You'll you'll go to Stanley Black and Decker and it'll say, oh, your printer can make this these types of screwdrivers. You don't have metal, so you can only make strong plastic, carbon fiber, and go ahead, push a button. Choose from these. Okay. By the way, you want to put your initials in it so you don't lose it again or your phone number. Right. Think of all the ways to customize oh, it. And that, the customer's gonna that to gonna me the is the, the best thing ever yeah. about additive manufacturing. Yeah. Part part yeah. of one. Yep. Part yep, of one. Part of one. Uh, and um, efficiently and profitable. That's profitably. right. That's right. Yes. And here, Tom, I'll thank make you sure. so much. And right? anything you need, please. I, you know, I'm happy to help because I just want to see everybody win. Yep.